Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Hey, welcome to the Endless Honeymoon podcast. It's birthday week, and we're going to keep the fun a-rolling by our making our secret dump a where are they now secret dump. It's a old dumps dumped again. Once we took the dump, we took a dump, picked up the dump from the toilet, stuffed it back inside of our bodies, and re-pooped it, re-dumped it. Love it. You love that imagery? I'm immune to shit. I, t- I touch it all day long. Actually, you're not immune to shit. It's funny you say that because you, the shit really grosses you out and it doesn't gross me out. The vomit really grosses me out and it didn't gross you. It doesn't gross you out. Like when she used to spit up, I would gag and you never had that issue. I hate vomit. You hate shit. I threw up this weekend a lot. That's true. That is true. This was a rough weekend. We had a we had a horrible trip. We got ripped off by air by a bed and breakfast. Well, yeah, we were going up to Idlewild in uh, North, in Southern California, and Natasha planned this weekend. Got this cute little cabin, and I came down from work, and she was like, "You, I, you were in a state. How many? I, ta- I had called the woman thirty four times. I thirty four times. She kept hanging up on me. Yeah, because she she didn't want to give me my money back because basically I booked it on hotels dot com. And they said on the thing, I could oh, bring... Just let me stop you there. A lot of people, and I'm not saying you need to do this, but a lot of people pronounce it hotels.com, <laughs> not hotels.com. But I think that's cool. That's a different way. You have your own way. Hotels.com. A lot of people put the emphasis on the .com. So I book it and then... Where'd the, you book it? What's On hotels.com. <laughs> and so I book it. And then when I call the bed and, brec- the bed and breakfast to like go there... You know, getting get the check in procedure. She's like, "Oh, hotels.com should have sent you an email. We we don't allow kids in that room, and we don't. You can't come." Yo, by the way, and then she wouldn't give me my money back. And then the hotels.com said that it was up to them to give the money back, and so was everyone a, was fighting. We just got ripped off. I, they wouldn't talk to us. I call. I called. <laughs> I tried to call from a different phone number because obviously you were so psycho, psycho over here had called thirty five <laughs> times, so they weren't going to answer. So I call from my from my five one zero number. And it's like chill, you know. I'm like, hey, what's up? Um, well, listen. the woman was very rude to me too. Yeah, That's why I called a, back 34 she times. Stank. She was stank, and it was like it was not my fault. And I was just trying to, you know, figure out what I could do. You, it was awful. She was rude. It, and I sent her the email. We that had confirmed. a third. We had a third person call to try to work it out for us, like a friend, and it didn't work. And she, she was like, damn, she just chewed my ear off. So I tried calling and I'm like, because finally we gave up. I'm like, okay, I guess we're getting robbed for $500. I mean, I guess that's just the way it is. I'm like, so we had this idea. Okay, we'll take the room, but we'll get some friends to come stay in the room. Because it was two nights. Couldn't have three people in the room no matter what, even though. And the lady, I call and I'm like, hey, what's up? I was su- super chill. Like, pretty, you're like, hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm just calling. I know there's been some mix up and I just like trying to like figure. I think we have a solution here. And the lady, she started to, you know that breath voice you start having when you're really upset? When it's like, I, sir, I, the, 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 the thing is that you, you need to put every single, every time you talk, you need to talk to Expedia.com. I will not answer any questions. She was like that from the minute I mean, she figured I out what it was about. I don't feel bad. I hope she dies of a fucking COVID-related coma. <laughs> oh, Fuck her. Oh, yeah. I feel so bad for her. 
Yeah, what a poor, what a poor thief. She's obviously a overwhelmed yeah, in her over, job. Right. Yeah, she's overwhelmed by the thievery that she she stole five hundred dollars from us. And it wasn't her. We don't know that. Of course, her it was place. her. She wouldn't. She wouldn't. I go. I was like, we're just gonna have some family friends come, and she's like, you need to talk to Expedia.com, not me. Or, or as you would say, Expedia.com, and and I was like, well, I, I, I we're leaving. Like, can I just because then Expedia says we have nothing. We we don't ever give any money anyway, away. It always goes from the hotel. Speaking so. of of um, and then I got mountain sickness and couldn't stop vomiting. Well, hold on, but sp- I want to get to that. But speaking of revenge, I I like it is everything I can do right now to not tell you guys, our listeners, the name of this bed and breakfast, and just have you all call thirty five times. Just call all day long and say i'm calling about natasha legero's reservation because nothing would make that breathy little asshole more upset than if like like thousands of people started calling but i won't do it i will not tell you the name of the bed and breakfast even though they deserve it because a i don't know if it's worth revenge is worth it and b um i'm not positive i couldn't get sued for harassment but you know that leads us to the secret dump because this is a this is a secret. But wait, altitude? Oh, what is? Um, if you would. Oh, I could. You think I should do it? I don't know. Say the name of the no, place. No, no, I don't think you should. All right, but then. But so that, that was the way up. That was the way up. The way up was we're getting robbed, and we found a like hole in the wall fucking motel in Idlewild. Like it was, oh, and the second we pull up, oh, a man. woman with no mask smoking a cigarette is trying to sell us baby clothes. She goes, she goes, oh, how's your little girl? <laughs> And we're like, uh huh. And she's like, how's your little girl? It's like eight thirty at night. Everyone's like, we're just like trying to get out of the car with our bags. And we just drove drove up a mountain. And we're like, oh, she's like, she's two. She goes, oh, too bad. I'm trying to sell some babe, some girls' dresses. And she's our next door neighbor. Let me share a porch with for the weekend. One morning I got up because I was vomiting at 7 a.m. And in the on the other side of the she's always she's always talking about her daughter oh, over there. Baby. And she <laughs> she was blasting total eclipse of the heart <laughs> at seven in the morning. I would say we we came out of our hotel room probably, I don't know, what do you think, 10, 20 times over the course of the weekend? I would say 19 of those times she was on the porch smoking. <laughs> and you know that? Thing when people are uh, sitting there and they try to get you to make eye contact with them, like they look, they're looking really aggressively. She's doing, she doing a lot that like quick look, so, like that so like gaze, <laughs> that fish. It's like a fishing look. So we had to close all the curtains. We couldn't. There was no view anyway, and it was it was pretty horrifying. It's a beautiful mountain town, but we get ripped off on the way up. Check into this fucking uh, flea market <laughs> when we get there, and then. We spend two days there, and Natasha gets altitude sickness on day two. Hardcore, you know, like misery. The lights are off. Me and my kid are like on the couch, just looking at their phone, and uh, like cause dark. in the dark because Natasha's like unconscious and uh, puking. And you can't open the windows because there's just smoke. Oh, it was rough, dude. That was a fu- the funniest trip to paradise we've ever had the worst trip to paradise but it was nice and that's then the a beautiful baby cried. town it's a beautiful town it was really nice uh but um i'd like to go back and stay at a nice place man no, not oh. not the bed and breakfast what was the name of that place again <laughs> all right that's a secret let's do a secret dump it's uh we're gonna do some more where are they nows but these are where are they nows 
uh, for our secrets. Where are they now? Secret? Are you okay, Tosh? You just, what do you remember? impression of that one. Hey! How's, the, how's the other? Like during COVID. <laughs> people, there's this thing. The guy at the gas station did it too. Too, They like lean towards you without a mask. You know what I call that? It's like aggressive though. You know what I call that? I call that hey, read the world. <laughs> it's not read the room anymore. It's like read the globe, dude. Nobody wants to have a, bre- a breathy, maskless conversation about used... <laughs> Clothing, gar- used garments. <laughs> Hi, uh, how's your daughter? How's your little girl? And she's like, I was like, oh, two is your, do you have a little, do you have a two year old? She goes, no, she's 14. I'm trying to sell some of her dresses. I swear to God. <laughs> well, people live, because that place was like $100 or like $90 a night. And I think people live in there. Because you can get like probably you know for five hundred dollars. You probably rent it out for the month or something. Yeah, it, they, it was a fi- it was a nice enough motel. I I'm not picky when it comes to it hotels. Was not Natasha nice. definitely is, but it was just like it was the double whammy. There was there was a sledgehammer in the bathroom door, like a hole. Oh, there was a sledge hole. Like somebody like, clearly gotten mad. Hey, <laughs> how old's your contractor? I got some sledgehammers. <laughs> I'm trying to sell if you're interested. Break the wall, drywall right down. <laughs> oh boy you're you're laughing up a storm hey okay, it was all worth it let's uh let's take a secret well okay just like i said it's our it's our one year anniversary we're keeping this uh where are they now is going with a where are they now secrets edition hey and you know what we might even do a where are they now part two regular edition because we don't <laughs> have rules because podcasting is freedom Hey, this is the audio porn guy. <laughs> I recognize him immediately. James from tricoin.com. Colin with a follow up. I am still so thankful that y'all invited me to leave a sample, but I'm afraid your listeners are not the super horny freaks I thought they were. Oh, fuck. Or maybe I just did a bad job because I have not sold any more custom audio porn since that <laughs> snippet aired. Um, one funny thing that did happen though, a friend of mine who listens to this podcast recognized my voice and texted me as soon as she heard my secret. <laughs> and that person is also a friend and former coworker of Moshe's. What? So, who I is hope it? That someday, post pandemic, we can all hang out in real life. So Moshe can have the vague feeling of recognizing my voice from somewhere. <laughs> Thank you guys again, and I'll leave you with one of those kisses you loved so much. <laughs> Dude, who? No. I liked the single kiss. I know I was because you kept waiting for more time. Yeah, it was nice. I'm so now I'm like really intrigued. Who was this? Former coworker, Moshe, I mean, you've had so many jobs. You've been in so many. I've been a coworker rooms. in ten. Oh, you think it's like maybe a comedy writer? It could be like anybody. Nobody would say coworker. It could be like a sound person or something. It's got a sound person. I mean, someone who like worked with you. I haven't had a coworker on your show. <laughs> no, I haven't had a coworker like you would say it like that in over ten years. So now I'm like, who was it? You think it's from when you were in um, an interpreter, probably. Gotta be, right? Hopefully you'll be able to forget about it because it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Well, it's clearly not a big deal to you because it didn't have anything to do with you, but I want to know who this old friend was. Porn guy, I'm going to call you on triquin.com. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna hire you 
and I'm going to find out who this is. By the way, that is crazy. Maybe he cursed himself by coming on our podcast. No, I, I just don't think people are have a lot of disposable income for audio porn right now. <laughs> All right, let's play another. Hey, Moosh, Natasha. It's your old pal, Andy. Oh, Andy. Um, I've been thinking about calling in for a little while to give you guys a little recap, but I was reluctant in doing so. Hey, pause. You remember Andy? Mm-mm. Andy's the guy who was... Um, Married, but fucking the like hot blonde with big tits. Oh he kept yeah, talking about and his how kids were like was. running down the hall while he was like whispering his and, secret. And we <laughs> called him. We called him and got an update. Yeah. So he's Andy's a friend, a true friend of the show. He wrote poetry. Remember, he wrote us a poem. I wonder if he got divorced. I am curious. Let's see what happened. Oh, there's the kids. Kid. <laughs> and now my daughter's yelling at me to do something on TikTok. <laughs> Anyways, what I was trying to say was it's been a little difficult for me to call in you guys because I've been kind of uh, like really guilty about everything. All the coronavirus shit, being stuck in the house and just being with my wife constantly and not this other person who I haven't seen in Jesus, a long time now. We don't talk hardly ever. Occasionally, it's like on Snapchat like it was before, but the conversations are nothing uh, scandalous whatsoever. Um, but I still never came clean about it, so things are kind of the same. Um, yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Down in the dumps a little bit, just in this fucking funk of not working. I work in a school, as you guys know, and anyways, I want to call on you guys and let you know what was going on, give you a little recap, even though the last time you guys did anything to me, Moe's, you butchered a poem of mine, <laughs> just kidding, anyways, um, yeah, I hope you guys are well, safe, happy, take care. Huh, you know, this is a hard time. <clears throat> yeah, I, um. I thought you were crying. But no, well, I mean, I was getting... puking with the, the, last, the last gasps of uh, altitude sickness again. <laughs> no, that made me really that, emotional me because too. I feel like, you know, this, this isn't the time, honestly, to tell someone you're, like, stuck in a house with some, like, drop some, like, bomb on them, you know, totally. and, and then to have to live with that guilt, you know, because probably clearing the air would help. But it's also a time where you have to really like make concerted efforts to do self-care and like take your family out to nature and like make it happen and just try to really like breathe together and like connect in like a new way maybe. You know, that's funny. That's it. That was my, by the way, I can't believe I have not commented on your outfit. <laughs> this is the second episode we've done in this outfit. Well, I didn't get to. And you look amazing. I'm just saying, you. I mean, you, you look like a... Um, a guest at one of Hugh Hefner's first parties. I mean, you. Well, I just was wearing a swimsuit and and a sweater, and I said, "Can I wear this to motion?" He said, "No." So then I put on my robe <laughs> and is wearing it. <laughs> um, but to me, that was—I don't know. There's something about that that, like, because Andy's kind of played a heel on our podcast the last two times he's been on because he cheated on his wife and he was callous about it. You know, he was kind of like, a, but that he felt the most human to me that uh, that that i've heard and then i was thinking to myself like you know 
if if he wanted to be with his wife, this feels like an opportunity from the the universe to do a little bit of a reset. I mean, your guilt is your guilt, and you got to process that on your own. Like I, and maybe maybe you will tell her someday, or maybe you won't. I and that was my third question. So my first thought was like, wow, Andy sounds really sweet and vulnerable and human. My second thought was like, maybe this is like the pandemic is giving a ten thousand, ten million, ten billion people their own little version of whatever you're supposed to get out of this experience, right? Like everybody's getting something different out of it. Not all positive, by the way, obviously. Some people are having a purely negative experience. From kids to like isolated elderly people. Economic, unable to pay your rent. Like some of them are just bad, but it is what the world is giving you right now. So you get what you, you get the lessons you get out of it. And I was thinking like, well, okay. So this is one example of that. It's like, okay, here's how to, here's how you can reset in a pandemic. And then my third question was, and I'm, what do you think, Natasha? I, do, I honestly don't know the answer. Okay, so let's say he's in the pandemic thing. He's feeling guilty because he's like, I want to be in this relationship. Are you supposed to tell your partner when you cheat all the time? Or is sometimes it better to just like deal with your guilt on your own and not burden the other people with something that would hurt them if you can find a way to reset your marriage and move forward? What do you That's think? That's a good question. I mean, I, I guess it probably would depend on the people. Because I'm sure there are certain people who could have like a great relationship maybe and still have secrets. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, well, look, I mean, I'm 100%. There's no question about the fact that there are happy, successful marriages out there where one partner or another has cheated and never come clean and they just kept their marriage going i mean obviously that's happened and there's also i'm sure marriages definitely where the person does come clean and it's awful and they get through it and they reset their marriage and then of course there are those where they come clean and it breaks it up but um i don't know what the ethic i know it's unethical to cheat because of disease that's just true but like once you get past that period where disease you know everybody's clean or whatever are you supposed to tell your partner all the time? I honestly don't know the answer. I feel like it's bad that you're asking me this. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I thought about that before I was saying it. No, this is truly it's a, a hypothetical. good question. You've said to me, if you ever do anything, never tell me. Oh, I don't remember. Well, anyway, I've never, so don't worry. Only with uh, uh, Quinn from Audio... audio. <laughs> what's the guy's name? Anyway, for the audio porn guy from earlier. But... Um, Anyway, I'm curious what our listeners think. Is there a moral imperative to yeah. always come clean? I feel like there's something I haven't thought of. I'd like to know what it is. I, I guess I can't really see that. I can't see a lot of sides to that. You think do it? I don't know. I really don't know either. Let to us me, know. I'll tell you what my gut tells me. My gut tells me if you want to be in the relationship, then don't. Do, like Deal with it. Don't tell them? You know. Yeah, just fucking don't. Like, just stay in the marriage and love your partner and just walk forward and deal with your own guilt on your own time. That said, I wouldn't really want to know, personally. I would, I, if you cheated on me. So you basically just, <laughs> you're saying that you wouldn't tell if you cheated and if I ever cheated, you don't want to know. If we were going to stay together, and it was like you didn't want to blow up the relationship because of it. What would I gain from knowing? It would only like be 
it would only bother me. I mean, I guess what I would gain, there's one thing I would gain that um, that I would be upset not to have. What? Which is a um, like a free pass to do whatever I wanted for the rest of my life or a way to win <laughs> arguments with you for the rest of my life. Either one, <laughs> you know. But like, what do you mean, what did I do in Vegas last weekend? <laughs> I did what you did. No, but like... Honestly, like, why would I get what? What advantage would I gain from that knowledge? I have no. Yeah, I hear you. It just seems awful. Like, oh, so you're gonna bring your anguish, and then I'll take some of it, but then we'll still stay together, or I will be unable to stay with you because I'll be so upset by it. I mean, neither of those is a right. Good. What if you just got like flashes of it all the time? What do you mean? Like then after it, you the cheater. Yeah, or you like always feel guilty or it always comes into your head or I don't know. Somebody once told me who had cheated. He goes, uh, you know the thing about guilt? It goes away. <laughs> it's like, that is the coldest shit I've ever heard. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I like that. What do you think? Do you Would you want to know? I don't know. I want to I wanna think about it. Okay, well, we'll do it. Where are they now? Where is <laughs> Natasha now with this particular thing? But if you have thoughts... Email us or leave a DM or, or uh, leave a comment on our Instagram. Tell us is what is the moral imperative for a person that doesn't want a divorce but has strayed. Okay, we have to go. Okay, is it time to go? Yeah. Uh, well, I can only think of one thing to talk about after a elongated conversation about cheating, <laughs> and it's that I love you. I love you too. 